What up, what up, what up everyone? Welcome to episode five of Combo's Court and I am Combo. Today's show is being brought to you by Body Armor. Now, before we get into it, I wanna give a huge thanks to the Combo's Court fam for all the continued support. Just amazing, can't even put it into words. More shows, more combo socks are on the way. Today's episode, the second installment of the Sean Green interview. We talk breaking down goals, the 90s versus current NBA, Sean's thoughts on the D-League, plus more. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe right on iTunes. Let's get into it. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Want a slice? Got the roll of dice, that's why All my life, I've been grinding all my life yeah. All my life, been grinding all my life Sacrifice, hustle pay the price Want a slice, got the roll of dice, that's why All my life, I've been grinding all my life What do you think the biggest differences were when you were playing and now? It's obviously obvious stuff, they shoot more three-pointers now It's less physical But were there some things that maybe the, the average listener wouldn't know? But I think because the league is so young and the turnover is so high, you look at what force. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm that person that left the phone on. It's all right. <laughs> I always listen to podcasts and then people's phones go off and I go, really? <laughs> and now it's you. And it's me, yeah. So um, the turnover is so high, right? They said 20%. So you look at what? 450 jobs next year 80 of those people aren't going to be in the league so it was a little different when you it's playing, different yeah. so now it's like vets really have the opportunity to take in younger players and kind of mentor them because it's not a thing where this player that is 19 years old is going to come in and take your job now that's the case you know what gotcha. I mean it's like so you're saying it's more the 19-year-old is their competition rather than a young kid they're looking at to mentor. Exactly. Which can't be great for the game. It's not great for the game. Yeah. Because it gets... Um, Hopefully the D-League makes up for it in some way? I hope so. I haven't really... For me, the jury's still out on the D-League. Really? Or the G-League, whatever they call it now. Yeah. I, um, this is what I don't like about the D-League. When they send NBA players down to the D-League. You don't like that? No. Because... They're coming in, they're messing up the continuity that a coach, right? It's true. Is trying to, the coach is trying to use the G League to probably move up to be an NBA coach or whatever yeah. like that. So he's taking his job seriously. The NBA player that's going down there sees it as a lower level league where I'm going to go and get some reps up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not So basically we're just changing the whole team around this one guy. For one dude to come down and get some shots. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just Get like, some reps up in, in exactly. practice setting for him. Which yeah. is a real game situation for, for the rest of the players and the coach. Yeah, and it kind of belittles him. That's how the CBA was that because the CBA turned into that the D League and everything. And it's just like these these kids have dreams and they wanna they wanna get up to the NBA and they have somebody from the NBA coming down. And it's like, dude, you got a roster spot, and you're not doing well enough with it. They're sending your ass there. You know what I mean? It's something like that. Yeah. So it's tough. That's the one thing I don't really like about it um, is is that, that aspect of it. But um, 
I think, yeah, obviously the pace is not as physical, you know, and because of recency bias. Do you think this would fit your game better, this style? This definitely would, because that was the problem when I got in. I was... And you would adapt to the three-point thing. You would just probably in practice just shoot a whole bunch of three-pointers, you know? That's what it is. And I I started doing that my third year, because I wasn't... My first year, I didn't even... I couldn't even draw iron from the NBA three. And there was no player development back then. So there was no person to tell you that you don't need to elevate as high as you do on your mid-range. Because that's what I was. I was two dribble, jump over you. Right. You know what I mean? So, and then, I still see you working on it on Instagram. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, it's like... And then the coaches would give you this really vague you know, situation where it's like, you want to shoot at the height of your jump. When in actuality, you lose all the power from your legs at the height of you your jump. You want to shoot on your way up. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or you want to shoot... They really told you that in the league? Yeah. It was... the There was no player development. The coaches that basically worked with us were old players that became assistant coaches. And all they would do is kind of rebound with the ball boys. You know what I mean? So it's like when I went through a shooting slump, it wasn't like, let's look look at why you're not hitting your shot or something like that. There was none of that. You know? Uh As much film as we watched, there was none of that. So it was tough. So you had to figure it out on your own. Because back then... You didn't get into the NBA unless you can do all those things. You had to be able to shoot, defend, put it on the floor, be able to pass it. There was not like, you know, I can't. I'm a I'm a two guard, but I can't hit a jump shot. You don't get in. You know, right. it was like that. You now you feel like you can get in. Now you just have to be. It's based on upside. You know, right? Because they look at they look at. Okay, we take this 19 year old and two years in the NBA system with our player development with the only thing he has to worry about is basketball. He'll have so much more growth than staying in college for two years. Right. So that And that's where I don't really think that comes into play. You know what I mean? I, I guess still, this has its pros and cons. Look at Kuzma. Kuzma's wow. a four-year player. He, he's 22. Yeah, we just talked about this on the last episode. It's crazy. Yeah, he's yeah. 22. Two years old, and he's like a man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's a solid player. And then we talked about, um, I was talking about Donovan Mitchell, and they asked Donovan Mitchell, you're doing stuff now that you didn't do in college. You know, what's going on with that? Why are you so much better now than you are in college? He was like, well, I don't have to go to school. You know what I mean? So there's the other part of it. That's Donovan Mitchell's decision. Some guys won't take initiative even when they don't have to go to school. That's the thing. Exactly. That's what separates the players. Yeah. Exactly. And what's funny is I try to think back to what I did in college. I was a gym rat. I used to run bleachers. I would run. Like, even if we were supposed to go out to the local club, I would run, like, four miles before and then go back and then dress and then go to the club. You know what I mean? And what motivated I, you? Just getting better or that idea of the league? It was... It, it locked in, I guess, in my sophomore year because, um, like I mentioned, taking steps. I never looked from, I want to say, high school to think about the NBA. Right. It was always steps for me. So it was like, I want to become the best player on this team. Then I want to be the best player in my league. You know what I mean? And I want to make All-American. 
Then I want so I want to do so well that I can get a scholarship. Then yeah. from there, I want to be the best player on my college team. It'd be great if we get yeah. the kids to think like this. Yeah, yeah, so it's in steps. Because the thing is, if you look at it from freshman year of high school and then look at the NBA, that task is too daunting. There's too much. For sure. Because then you don't make your JV team. I get kids that didn't make their JV team that are talking about, I want to go to the NBA. It's crazy. Or the kids from like Finland and they're asking me, I'm like, dude, what, focus on your junior national team. Focus on making that, you know? Focus on being the best player on your team now, and then focus on junior national team. Then focus on your Finland national team. Then focus on the Finland league. Then go from there. Because you're not going to go from, I'm, I didn't even make my JV team to go into the NBA. But you don't want to crush their dreams and say, dude, it's not going to Of course, happen. yeah. You yeah. know? So I give them that advice. You know, you got to look at today. And just try to be better today. And it makes it easier because it's short-term goals, you know? So. Yeah, so we look at it. Yeah, so player development change. Um, I feel like a lot of players now, the young kids, they they have some skills, but like they lack feel for the game a little bit. What do you, what do you think attribute? Do you see this? I see it a lot. I see, I've had kids that um, come into workouts, and the, we call them the king of drills. Yeah. And they can kill... Because, for one, mentally they know there's nobody else on the court with them. Right. right? So that puts them at ease. Right. Because everything is about a mental thing. And um, and to do a drill, all you have to do is, like if I say we're going to do pick and roll series, I want you to push out, you're going to use whatever retreat drill you uh, retreat dribble you want to use, and I want you to come off the screen and hit the shot. You know exactly what, nothing's going to deter you 100%. from doing that. Right. So they can kill that. And, you know, we do that to have them develop the skill for that. But then they won't be able to transfer it over. Because, for one, you have to have player development and you have to play pickup. Play your sport. Yeah, Key number three, Convo's Court Podcast, episode one. Yeah. Play your sport. Man. Play your sport. <laughs> Convolytics. You, you have to. You got to play. Because when we grew up, did we have player development? I, I had basketball camp and they were yeah, doing stations, we had, yeah, but we had stations. I never had a trainer. I, I just play a... in the park for hours and then shoot around, you know? Yeah, and, and nobody ever taught me about guide hand placement right. or, you know, this Definitely. and that. You know, we, we heard reach into the cookie jar. I think that's what we yeah. heard. And we heard uh, shoot the same shot every time. Yeah. And I have, a, I have a big, that's one of my biggest gripes is that, you know, giving you a general statement which doesn't really teach you. Because if you if you say shoot the same shot every time, what does that mean? True. Like if I'm shooting a free throw, a free throw is a flat-footed shot. I have to shoot it a different way than I'm going to shoot a pull-up over somebody. Of course, yeah. In a different way, I'm going to shoot like a 30-foot, a you know, three-point or whatever like that. I don't think that's great coaching. Just like the same... Uh, when people, when coaches say, make shots, make shots. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's like the bowling coach. It's like, you know, what do you want me to do? I want you to go out there and knock all the pins down. You sure, coach? Yes, do it. You know what I mean? I'm just like, dude, you got to break it down a little. So I tell them, shoot that specific shot the same way. Like, sure. if you're going to shoot a fadeaway over your right shoulder, you know what I mean? You shoot it a certain way. If you're going to shoot off of a step back, you shoot that the same way. That's why I get kids and we work on two moves. 
we'll have days when we have like random training where we get a lot of skills in. And then we'll have a little block where we're going to work on a specific move or a skill. You know what I mean? Break it down. And we just kill That's more that. operational. Like yeah, and we kill Details, that. yeah. So it's just like, you're going to work on your one dribble step back. And then yeah. we'll just hit it over and over and over again, different spots on the floor. And then we'll add something to it, but finish with the one dribble step back. So it ingrains that into the body. You know what I mean? And um, so I think with, with player development, it's, it's strange because you see it online and for it to be popular, it has to be something that kind of dazzles the eye. And most of the time, right. it's not game specific. Yeah. You know, I like, I like uh, Drew Hanlon a lot, right? Because he does nothing but in-game stuff. And that's but I don't think you could do nothing but in-game stuff because you got to get a lot of reps up too. You, so got, you need a mix. Yes, but he yeah. does in-game and it's just nothing but reps. Nothing but oh, okay, okay. So you'll see, you know, he goes, here's the scenario, you know. And, and the way you can get the most out of players and what I like to do with the kids that I work out with now, I'll go to their game right. and look at their offense and see where their shots are going to come. And then when they come into the session... We work on their specific spots. Right. I they, doubt that's something that every trainer is doing. Now, yeah. A lot of trainers might not have the time to do that. You yeah. know what I mean? And if you and those are with my players that are real players. Because the real players have a different mindset when they come. What's your definition training. of a real player? Players that want to get better, that see basketball in their future. Gotcha. You know? And you can tell those players because they show up. There, I always say, are you waiting for practice or are you preparing for practice? Right. Because if you know you start with me at 4 o'clock, you're there at 3.45, bouncing around, stretching, so we start at 4. You're not walking in right at Shoelaces 4. Shoelaces untied. Yeah, you know what I mean? You're not sitting, <laughs> looking at your phone. So the thing is, if you look at my sessions, you can tell, and I'm a different trainer in, in both of those, you know? You look like a great trainer when you're... Coaches so much. Kids That's that focused. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Because it brings we motive we build off of one another. You know what I mean? And then I have some kids that they they BS, and I'm just like it doesn't matter. And then it doesn't matter what what I give them. It's just gonna be them just walking through. And then I get in the back of my mind this kid doesn't want it, and he's not gonna make it. Yeah. And it kind of throws me off. And then slowly I push them out the door. You know. So you won't even train the kid anymore. What do you what do you tell the parents? I'm not working with them, or no. It's like if if a kid. This is basically like babysitting for the parents. Almost. Exactly. Yeah. If a kid, I, I always if the parent says I want my son to da da da, I always say, What does your son want to do? Yeah. Because if he wants to come in, and then I always get the the kid's number. Because if a kid reaches out to me, that means he wants to come in. Right. When he takes the initiative, that means he wants to come in. And those are the kids that really that start to, you know, really thrive. But if they come in, they don't really want to be there. They're late. Sometimes what the parent says and what the kid says doesn't really match up. Exactly. And you're just talking like, wait, this is not what it seems to be, you yeah. know, what the parent's saying, you know? Yeah. You know, he wants it, he wants it, but his actions don't match exactly. what the parent is saying. And, and the whole thing with a lot of kids wanting, like, say, wanting to train with me because I played in the NBA, that has nothing to do with whether your trainer can be amazing for you. It gives you credibility, but it doesn't make you a great trainer. doesn't. Yeah. No. It's just like you have to make a connection with the player and they have to buy into what you're selling. And 
and it has that match has to work. Big thanks to everyone who listened to this episode of Combos Court. It would mean a lot to me if you could leave a rating and a comment right on iTunes. The ratings and reviews will help Combos Court grow and reach more people. I truly appreciate it. You can follow me on Instagram at 12combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Don't forget to follow Sean as well at the Sean Green. That's T-H-E-S-E-A-N-G-R-E-E-N. Combo out.